the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. This is Pastor John Allworth. Good afternoon, Houston. It is a pleasure, as always, to be with you here on a rainy afternoon. I tell you what, it is raining more in Houston than I can ever remember. So y'all be safe out there on on the, the highways. I'm here with my brother in Christ, Michael Vecchio, who's got a wonderful testimony, and we're going to dive into it in just a minute. Can you not hear on your headphones? Okay. No, but I'll be all right. All right. Well, good deal. We're... Uh, Anyway, Michael is, uh, I forget his title, but he runs Project Hope, uh, which is a wonderful facility that has, uh, it's not a facility, facilities, which has uh, men's and women's treatment programs here in the Houston area, also a men's program in Arkansas and men's and women's programs in Florida. And I was telling Michael, it's amazing, we had somebody reach out to us from Florida, uh, and I'm going to connect these guys that 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 is reaching out for a changed life and that's what this program is about it's about hope it's about the hope that uh jesus christ offers uh to those who are in the bondage of addiction and uh we're here to tell people that they don't have to live the way they're living right now isn't that right michael amen that's absolutely right yeah and you and i are are testament to that because our lives were changed when we surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ, and you know that hand had been out there for years and years and years, and I just never accepted it until finally I did, and it's the greatest gift, the most wonderful next to my salvation, most wonderful thing that I can possibly imagine ever happening to me, and that's why we have this radio show. We want to shout from the mountaintops. If you're out there, you're discouraged, or or you may be listening, and you've you may not be under the bondage of addiction, but you have a friend, a relative, a, a son, a, a parent, a cousin who is you know addiction is so rampant in our society there is hope and that's what we're here for in fact if you've got somebody that needs help you can email me at pastor john j-o-n at ncc greater org. pastor john j-o-n at ncc greater org, or you can call me at 832-475-8642 because we are here to help people so let's let's do something before we start interviewing michael let's pray Father God, we come to you today, and we are filled with gratitude in our hearts. We are grateful for the miracles that we see. You are still in the miracle business, and 
my brother Michael and I see these on a on a weekly, if not daily basis, where people transform their lives by turning their lives over to Jesus Christ. And we just uh, ask Holy Spirit that you guide our words today, and that they fall on ears that are hopeful, and and that uh, the words that are spoken be yours and not ours. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Michael. So, uh, did I get your title right? What uh, What is so, the title of? So, my title is the COO okay. um, of Project Hope and Saving Grace, which is our women's side. Um, and uh, that sounds fancy, but uh, I just I oversee the operations at all of our centers and work with our executive directors um, just to make sure everything's running smooth. Well, I, I can attest because I have referred people over to these uh, facilities. And, uh, in fact, uh, a, a guy that attends our Break Every Chain ministry on Friday nights in Humble uh, just uh, came out of one of your facilities, a changed man. Amen. And, you know, it's not anything you and I do. You and I uh, no agree on this. It's, it's turning it over to Jesus Christ because there's a pandemic of addiction in our society. There's a vaccine, folks. His name is <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but Michael uh, – uh, one of the things that I feel is, you know, I'm not against secular recovery programs sure. or, you know, whatever anybody can get into, whatever can help. But I also feel like there's a big difference when somebody um, comes out of secular recovery uh, or just goes into a faith-based recovery. Uh, yeah. I, I think there's, uh, you and I have both seen relapse after relapse after relapse. And I think somebody's got a an exponentially greater chance at achieving two, not just sobriety, but restoration. Because Jesus doesn't want us to be sober. He wants us to be restored. He wants us to be restored to the purpose that he gave us when when we were born. But um, when somebody has a spiritual awakening, and I, I think a faith-based rehab is the best pl- way to accomplish that. Would you agree? No, absolutely. I think that you know my, my recovery – uh, my sobriety and my relationship with Jesus go hand in hand. Amen. That I can't have one without the other. That's so um, true. I, and, you know, I've tried the secular rehabs. Um, I've tried the, you know, just detoxing or, or going through it on my own to get clean. And, you know, every time I just – it was it was just a matter of when I was going to use again. And, you know, once once I really grabbed a hold of a personal relationship with Jesus – um, and maintained that and worked at that like I used to work at my addiction, uh, worked at getting closer with God, that's really when everything changed for me. You know, there's a saying in, in recovery that without God, I can't. Without me, God won't. Some people don't understand, you know, there's a – in some faith-based communities, they want to see deliverance. And I've seen deliverance, and, deli- sure. and God can deliver us from anything. But recovery is work too. It really oh, yeah. is absolutely, and uh, it, you know it's a it's a daily commitment. And and the beautiful thing about what you just said is, is that when, when your faith and your recovery are combined and they're intertwined, they are one. Then you're walking the Christian walk, and, that, and that's what keeps us sober, and that's what keeps us uh, on track. Well, let's let's let the audience we we told the audience that's what you. You devote your life to helping people find what you found, which is uh, restoration and sobriety with Jesus Christ. Uh, but it wasn't all the, always that way, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, you know, I I grew up in a Christian household uh, that attended church. Um, you know, I even led children's church when I was young and attended youth group. Uh, but, you know, I just... I didn't come from a broken home. A lot of people think that if you end up in addiction, then there must be something. There must be a trauma to point to. Um, I was just curious. I wanted to try things. And, you know, what started with, you know, trying weed, um, you know, 
once I once I tried that and saw that nothing bad happened, I didn't end up in jail. I wasn't pawning my mother's jewelry for another hit of marijuana. Um, it led me to grow the confidence to try other drugs. And before I knew it, you know, from the time I first tried smoking weed to using heroin was was just over two years that it progressed to that level. Wow. So, you know, this debate about whether or not it's a gateway drug. Of course, it's a gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, absolutely for me. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And you just expressed it very well. You know, you, I, you know, that's what I did in an alley when I was 12 years old with a girl that I was, you know, thought was really cute, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that that's, that's you know, part of our society now, and it's dangerous because kids can try so many different things at a young age. How old were you when you first uh, absorbed your first intoxicant, whatever that was? I, I was 17. Were you really? And I, I was a late bloomer. You were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, but you made a quick journey then. I, into, I made into up for lost waters. time yeah. very quick. Yeah, yeah you did. So, um, and... T- tell us a little bit more about about the struggles that you had, because um, I-, I want people out there to understand there's always hope. You know, sure. uh, people go through different rehabs and, and relatives start to give up on them and think, well, there's no hope. But that's not true. Yeah. There's always hope. Tell us a little bit about your struggles. Absolutely. Yeah. So I-, I found myself addicted to pills. Um and uh, I knew that I needed to do something to change my life. I ended up enlisting into the Marine Corps. Um, I'm not saying that that's the, the best uh, way to go to, to solve that problem. But, you know, uh, a year and a half into being in the Marines, I was partying again um, and ended up getting kicked out. And uh, when I was discharged, you know, I, I lost what I thought was going to be my career. I lost uh, the woman that I thought was going to be my wife um, and ended up back home. Uh, and what I felt like was two years now behind everyone else my same age and really developed um, an attitude of I don't care about my life anymore. And it, it led me to try heroin for the first time, which, you know, uh, just put me on on a, a terrible journey for the following six years of in and out of programs, um, getting kicked out of my house, being arrested several times. Um, you know, I, I tell people I was never suicidal, but it, I would have been just fine with not waking up one day. I had really, uh, I, I had planned on just being dead by the time I was 30 because wow. heroin addicts really, you don't see too many that can just last in that lifestyle for, for an extended period of time. So I just figured there's no way this is ever stopping. Um, you know, eventually I'm just going to get a bad batch or do too much. And that'll be it for me. And I had kind of come to peace with that in my mind, which is which is crazy. Um, yeah. But that's that's what it does. Well, you and I were talking before the show started about how that particular drug affects the part of your brain that where, where you care, where yeah. em- empathy, you care about others or care about yourself. Yeah, where you just don't don't care. And you know, a lot of people don't understand because, and, and I understand, you know, they get frustrated or mad or, or angry or, or just. You know, beside themselves with addicts because addiction takes us places that we would have never imagined that we Absolutely. go. And it turns us into people that we're not. And um, the only way we can reach those people is with love yep. and and the love of Jesus Christ. You know, as I, as I wound my way through my addictions looking back now, I can see so many times that God reached out to me. 
even though I wasn't really a practicing Christian. I was certainly right. wasn't living for God, that's for sure. Uh, but but he just he he never gives up on us. No. He's always chasing us. He he will never give up on us. It's just like uh, the Bible tells us about leaving the ninety nine to get the one. You know Amen. that's who that's who our Lord is, and he will never give up on us. So in and out of rehabs, how many rehabs? Uh, I had gone through seven different rehabs, um, wow. gone through, uh, and you know, including detoxes, and, um, you know, I, I would try 30-day programs, 90-day programs, um, but I, I just found that every time that I did one of these programs, I relapsed on the day that I got out, every single time. Really? Every time. Uh, I went away for as long as nine months once and relapsed on the day that I left, and, you know, it was really at that point that I just, I figured out that I can put my addiction on pause. Right. I can just, if I know that, all right, I'll be getting out in six months, I can just wait those six months, uh, almost looking forward to the day that I get out knowing, well, I'll be able to get high and it'll be just like like the first time again, because I've got so much clean time built up now. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I think <laughs> a, a lot of people aren't d- do that because they're forced into it because yeah. of circumstances or whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's For me, it's when you – what changes is when you really decide, I want to change. Yeah. I, I want to change. And wh- what we're going to do is we're going to go to a commercial break here for one second, and then we're going to come back and start talking about what changed. Amen. And, and then about what, what you're doing now and how people can get a hold of you and how, how they can get some help. Absolutely. Go ahead, Sharon. In John chapter 5, Jesus asked the paralyzed man, do you want to be healed? He'd been laying there, helpless, for 38 years. This is Pastor John Allworth of New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and I want to invite you to our Sunday night services. We are a Bible-based, spirit-filled, non-denominational recovery church. You might say, well, I'm not in recovery. Well, not so fast. We are all recovering from something. It might be alcohol or drugs, or it might be depression, anxiety, anger, relationship issues, resentment, or shame and guilt over past mistakes. I ask you, do you want to be healed? Do you need a move of God in your life? The Bible is a book about recovery, and there is a vaccine. His name is Jesus Christ. We worship at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street, 77008. If you believe in the transformative power of a relationship with Jesus Christ, join us Sunday nights in the Heights. All right. I want to invite everybody to join us. You know, we're a loving, encouraging, non-judgmental church, and uh, we need mature Christians to help disciple people. But we've been called into the middle of the city because there are hurting and dying people across this city. And uh, it's our our fervent hope that you'll join us and feel the power of the Holy Spirit as we worship. And, and uh, you know, I don't care what mistakes you've made. You're welcome in our church. You're going to get hugged on and loved. And and if you're worried about COVID, and it, I understand that. There's plenty of room to spread out. You're welcome to wear a mask, whatever you need to do. We just want you to come and enjoy, um, you know, developing a relationship with Jesus Christ because he's the only one that can really change your life. Amen. All right, Michael. So what finally changed? So... Uh, one of my uh, many, one of my last go arounds in a program, uh, I went to Teen Challenge in New York, uh, Long Island Teen Challenge. It was actually my second go around there, and um, you know I was there for about six months. And again, you know, just kind of, I was there to beat a charge. Uh, I'd gotten arrested again, and um, but something changed this time uh, with. You know, I was really trying to get into the Word. I was trying to take it seriously, um, going to the altar. 
And uh, there was one night in particular that I had a using dream. And um, previous rehabs, I almost used to pray to be able to use dr- uh, drugs in my dreams. Uh, but I had this using dream, and it was different. You know, in the dream, I felt shame and guilt, and I just felt terrible, like I had broken my family's heart again. Um, and when I woke up on the top bunk of a bed as a grown man, um, I was just overwhelmed with relief to to realize I'm still in a program, and thank God that wasn't real. And, you know, that that wasn't me. That wasn't the old me. Um, to be grateful to be in a bunk bed in a rehab, um, and that's that's really when when this whole relationship with Jesus thing became real to me, and I could I actually saw the change taking place. Yeah, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Amen. And then you were renewing your mind with the Word. That is so awesome. You know, I had a dream not too long ago where i was sitting there drinking alcohol and i i was like oh my gosh i've you know I've, mm-hmm. all these years of sobriety i've blown yep. it and when i woke up i was so grateful that's amazing <laughs> yep. that is so cool oh thank god that was just a bad dream man. <laughs> absolutely what a dream you know so uh god is so good so uh Teen Challenge, David Wilkerson. That's an amazing story. Yep. If anybody hadn't read the book, uh, The Cross and the Switchblade, it is it is very uh, encouraging, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's amazing what this man started. Uh, and you know, we talked about that earlier. You know, if you're out there and you get discouraged because you're trying to help somebody and they don't immediately roll over and change their lives, <laughs> hey, don't be discouraged. You may have just planted a seed. Amen. You know, there's, God does, does that. He uses people to plant seeds, and finally they take root. And so keep encouraging. Keep loving. Don't, don't, don't enable. Don't, don't allow <laughs> or encourage or, or, you know, go along with somebody using drugs or alcohol uh, excessively, but uh, drugs at all and alcohol excessively. But, uh, uh, you know, but just keep encouraging them. Keep encouraging. Keep loving them. Uh, we need to love the unlovable. That's what ultimately is going to change them. So let's talk about what you do now Absolutely. and how people can get a hold of you or can get sure. To one of your programs. So um, you go back and forth between Florida and Houston? I do. I travel between Florida, Texas, and Arkansas, um, you know, visiting the centers about once a month. Uh, I live in Florida right now. Uh, me and my wife both help oversee the centers there. But, you know, uh, our program, um, for anyone that's unfamiliar with it, it's similar to Teen Challenge. Uh, it's a year long. And uh, you don't have to have insurance. There's no monthly payments. You stay in-house for a year, and we're fully funded through donations that we receive and going out and fundraising. Um, so, I mean, that's that's really – our heart is to help people that, that are out of options. A lot of times, uh, people that end up in our program, it's kind of the last stop. Nobody chooses the free year-long uh, Christian program as their first recovery program normally absolutely yeah that's true no you know uh and people resist you know particularly of course addicts come up with nineteen thousand different excuses why they can't stop or why <laughs> this program won't work but you know that seems like a long time but if somebody's i don't care 25 years old 40 years old wh- whatever age they are and they've devoted years and decades to using and time where it monopolizes mm-hmm. where it's the most important thing in their life it's all they think about is getting the next drink or the next yeah. fix or whatever and how hard they work to find the drugs the illegal drugs and the and to set up the buys and the just the whole everything that goes into it 
a year to change your life for the rest of your life is nothing. Yeah. You know, it, it really doesn't. And, and I, you know, it, that seems daunting to people, but I'm telling you, it, it really is nothing because people that go through these programs, you've got so much better. Like you say, it's the last chance. I mean, they've probably been through other programs that didn't yeah. work, and now they're facing criminal charges. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a lawyer, too, for and, and I, I don't – criminal law is not my specialty, but I do help people go through the process if they are legitimately trying to find Christ and trying to get sober. And uh, courts are, are – are, you know they're open to people that really want to get help yep. and i you know the only way i've kept people out of out of prison uh is, is to go into one a, a program like your program so somebody's out there and and they want more information about the program or, sure. or they want to come in or they got somebody that they think needs to come in how do they get a hold of you so they can either call uh 1877-491-3816 or go to project hope rc for recoverycenter.com um, and from there you can connect with us on the website on Facebook uh, all of our links are on there for both our men's and our women's programs um, there's always somebody that's that's ready and available to talk whether that's online or or if they're to call in go ahead and repeat those again please it's one 491 3816 and then projecthoperc.com and I'm here with Michael Vecchio, just if you've just tuned in, and uh, he's the uh, chief operating officer of Project Hope, which is a rehab, has faith-based rehab centers, and which, you know, Jesus can transform anybody's life, I guarantee you. I've seen it over and over again and, and here in Houston and in Florida and one in Arkansas. And one of the things that, uh, you know, I'm really glad that we met uh, – let me back up a little bit. One of the things that just amazes me about doing this program is how many people really are doing kingdom work. And Amen. people think, oh, I can't get help. I don't have insurance. I don't have any money. It's not true. There are people out there that, that, that are doing kingdom work, and there are free opportunities, yep. and these people work really hard. It's not easy raising the money for these kinds of things. It's not. And and listen, I think that we're the only program that I know of that we actually have paid several times um, for people's transportation, that they hear about us and they're they're states away or hours away, and we've gone and paid for bus and plane tickets. So we've actually paid people's way into our program. Wow. Uh, we just the last thing we want is somebody to not get help because of a financial barrier. So we try to remove that obstacle for them. Well, that's wonderful. Hey, and if you're out there listening and you're just inspired by what you're hearing, I'm sure donations are always welcome. Absolutely. I assume there's a donate now button or something on the website. Yes. Give, the web, give us the website one more it's time. It's projecthoperc.com. And one of the things that uh, I'm really glad that the Lord has connected us is, is it's, it's – um, it's easier to find men's programs than, than women's programs. Sure. And uh, yours, your program is, is – uh, or your ministry is really one of the only ones I know here in the Houston area. There's another one called Heaven's Army that's uh, out north of here, and, and, and they do great work too. But here in Houston, um, this is the place that I've tried to direct people – Amen. Um, I, I have to put in a plug for my folks over at the Open Door Mission. I, I, I'm sure you're familiar with those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm on the board of directors. Just full <laughs> disclosure here of the Open Door Mission, and so, but it doesn't stop me from sending people to you when it's appropriate. I just, like I said, I just sent you somebody here fairly recently. Anyway, the Open Door Missions had a little bit of an issue with COVID lately, but they have 
knocked it down, put people in quarantine, and they're going to be taking uh, admissions again starting Monday. Uh, that's another program. I'm going to give have Michael give his number one more time, but you open door admission, uh, which is also a faith based program. Eight three two nine six two four two four nine eight three two nine six two four two four nine. And if you need help, you can always email me. I'm going to try to find somebody to that fits your particular needs. Pastor John J O N at nccgreaterheights.org. I want to invite everybody out to 240 West 18th Street, Sunday nights in the Heights. Come worship with us, 6 p.m. every Sunday. I'm going to be preaching this Sunday on pride and its opposite (laughs) humility and uh, servanthood that Jesus wants us to do this this Sunday. So I'd love to meet you. We had three new people, uh, one who came from the radio show uh, last Sunday, so we're growing. We're a new church plant right in the heart of the Heights. Michael, go ahead and give your info one more time so people can contact you. Sure. The phone number is 1-877-491-3816, and the website is projecthoperc.com. You know, these folks with Project Hope, they're not trying to make money. They're not trying to get anything out of anybody. Their, their heart is just in doing kingdom work, bringing people into the ark of salvation. Uh, time is short. You know, we never know when the Lord's going to come back, but we never know when our time's short. We could drive out of here and get hit by a bus. and so. It, but it's never too late to find Jesus. Uh, the Bible Amen. tells us that... Uh, Jesus turned to the thief on the cross and said, Today, my brother, I'll see you in paradise. And so there's examples of that all over again. I, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of the prodigal son, because I feel like I've lived that. You know what I mean, brother? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been in the pig pen. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, we love you here at Recovery Radio Houston. Uh, join us on our podcast. And more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.